Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you. On a Sunday evening, Monday morning, thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. Appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Mark's. Would be weird. That wouldn't make any sense. No. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything that would go with that. Yeah. I mean, I find people in Marks love the Delta, but you know, we've, we've used a lot of Delta communities. A lot of great. Not very are. many would would seem like they would house a uh, a Brupolo. No. No, but we'll see if we can't figure another one out one of these days. Well, wherever you are in this great city or great state of ours. Or anywhere. You can get Strange Brew Coffee every morning. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and, uh, you know, click on the links there and order some coffee for shipping. Whatever kind of machine you've got sitting on your counter, they got you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffeehouse. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. We are, as we sit here today on a Monday, 33 days away from the start of, I'm sorry, we are 40 days away, 40 days away from the start of college football season. Guys, it's time, if you haven't already, it's time to get some new gear. All right? Don't show up in that same old, same old that you've been wearing the past couple of years. You, know, you wonder why the team's not playing the way you want it to. It's, it, it's because of you. you, know, you got to look sharp up there. All right? So go get some new gear. And by God, don't come in there with a Maroon is All That Matters shirt. I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. You will be arrested on site. It should be. It's been 18 years. Get a new shirt. <laughs> you can't sit there and tell me that, oh, this is my lucky shirt. You can't tell me that. I still have three Rick's Rowdy shirts. Should those I get could, rid of those? Those could be lucky shirts. You may have seen some great wins in those shirts. Yes. They're, it's not possible. There's about to... three, like, really exciting games during the yeah. cream era. Yeah. So, don't do not do it. Just get a new shirt. Go to College Corner. Two locations in the Jackson area. Original by Fleet Feet. Flowing by the Half Shell. Or just shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco is Startville's best Mexican restaurant. I said it. I say it out loud. What a great place to go and enjoy fantastic Mexican food. Mexican food with a twist. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. If you like southern food, but you wanted it on a tortilla. I mean, I, I, that is basically the, the gist of it right there. Some of the best southern food you'll ever have on a tortilla. That's a good tortilla. stuff. Tortilla. Tortilla. I sound like uh, the guy from uh, Jericho. Yeah. Sports entertainment. entertainment. You got You're saying entertainment with a D. Entertainment. What? Is that the Midwest? That's Canadian. Is it a Canadian? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've, I've been trying to figure out Humble what taco. is that. Humble taco. Yeah. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Hey. Hey. 
I wouldn't want to eat. What it. else do they? What else do they do? That's like real distinct. Humble taco. One, one thing. Appreciation Society. Canadians. Oh, Canadians. One thing they do is they spell color C O L O U R. So they, they do it across the, the pond too. Yeah, that's what the British do. They, that bugs me. They do. I think they spell gray with an E. Yeah. Of an a. I, I'm always I'm, I'm always not sure what to use on those. I think you, I think any one is fine. Yes, that's correct. I think it's, it's kind of where it is, and I think the same thing for like color. Like you can use either one. You could, yeah. Well, whatever those you English. I know. Whatever you do, eat a taco while you're doing it. Head over to Humble Taco and enjoy some great, great Mexican food. It's Reward Weeks at Firehouse Subs this week. Looking at their Twitter feed. They will have seven days of exclusive offers and bonus points for their reward members only. So that means you need to do what? If you haven't already, sign up for the app and grab some rewards. So this is on their Twitter feed. Follow them at Firehouse Subs. Download the app. It makes makes ordering easy. Your order is ready within minutes, and the reward points pile themselves up. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo. Flow in Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk is in the studio with me today. That's always a big a plus. rare occurrence. Big plus, in my opinion. We'll catch up on the countdown in, uh, in the second half of the show. Two games to do today. I, I actually got it right. I was really impressed with myself. I did the math correctly. We are where we need to be. We're on track. Yeah, as far as those things go. But we will start uh, Friday uh, afternoon. They release the uh, the media's uh, predicted order of finish. And the uh, the all SEC teams, as brought to you by those of us who attended uh, SEC media days, certainly not to Robbie Falk's surprise, and probably not to very many people else's. Uh, Mississippi State uh, picked sixth in the West. Are you surprised they were sixth? You thought they might get down to seventh. I, I thought it would go either way. I I was not. I thought they would be sixth, but I was not going to be surprised if they were seventh, just because of the media. I mean, I. I put no credence in this. I know we're going to spend a lot of time on it, talking about why it matters and stuff, but it just doesn't matter to me. This this poll does not matter. There's too many people that get credentialed. Some dude's voting for Vandy. I mean, it's just infuriating every mm-hmm. single year that this happens, but it's just something to talk about, so let's talk about it. Right. Big gap between six and five, which lets you know that almost nobody put state higher than six in their poll. I am one of the people who did. Um, here's the predicted order of finish. We'll do the West here. As you might guess, Alabama, a, a massive uh, first place uh, vote there. Out of 181 potential voters, they got 177 votes, which is smart. They should have gotten 181, to be honest with you. A&M second, Arkansas third, Ole Miss fourth, LSU fifth, Mississippi State sixth, Auburn seventh. Over in the east, Georgia, Kentucky, Tennessee, Florida. South Carolina, who got three first place votes. I mean, just I just don't. It's just it's like why? It's this every year, man. So it's, I, here's my here's my here's my thought. Oh, those Missouri sixth, Vanderbilt seventh, and as you mentioned, Vanderbilt got a vote to win the SEC, not just win the East, win the SEC to beat Alabama. I want to find that person and be like, I will give you twenty million to one odds, but you have to bet at least a thousand dollars. That, that that South Carolina, no, that, that Vanderbilt w- wins the SEC. Oh yeah, you can have twenty million to one, which means if you win, I don't even, I can't even. It's out of two billion dollars I would owe him, but if I win, I just get a grand. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, put your money where your mouth is. I I think that you sh- your name should be on 
they your should vote. they should they should do the same way I, they, they do it for the Associated Press. I vote Associated Press. And I get every paid. Week. I get paid nothing for it, yeah. and I still get crap every week. It doesn't matter if my poll is correct or not. Yeah, I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get somebody from San Diego State that's upset at me. Yeah, and it, it's not really worth that, but I do it anyway. That's how they should do the SEC media you, poll. Yeah, you don't get to you don't get to treat it because you're you're cheapening the product. You're so cheapening what you're doing here. Maybe I take things a little too seriously. Maybe I do, but. You know, and I don't take my job too seriously. I know that I just cover sports, and it's not yeah. national security or anything, right? But if you're going to vote, vote. Do it right. Do it correctly. I mean, I take it seriously because this is a... I mean, it, it really is an honor to be able to yeah. cover the SEC. Yeah. And you have been credentialed. I mean, it it appears that we're just giving credentials to anybody, so it don't really matter. But yeah. I've, I've believe that it is a privilege... To get credentialed to things, I agree. People people think that you're important enough that you should be able to go to something for free, because we're going to events that cost thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. for just the regular fan, yeah. and we're getting to go there for free. And I don't, I, you know, I I don't think that's a um, cheap by any means. I think that that's a an honor to to have. So I'm going to treat my job like that. I I'm going to treat the fans. With respect, because they deserve that. We're t- we're basically telling people that this is a big joke when we vote for Vanderbilt, who's won like one conference game in, f- in four years or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what their record is, but it sucks. I mean, they are they're really bad, and we're going to say they're going to beat Alabama in the SEC championship or and something. They, I mean, have, d- they will beat Georgia as well along the way. So. Just, it just it's just annoying. Uh, here's my predicted order of finish. I went uh, Alabama one, Arkansas two. I have A and M third. We had them eight. I had them eight and four, five and three. I think when we did our predictions, I have them losing that Miami game, but five and three should be good enough to win the to finish third. I have State fourth, LSU fifth, Ole Miss sixth. I think all of those teams will either be four and will probably be four and four. I could see Ole Miss at three and five. I just right now, as we sit here in on July twenty fourth, I can't with good conscience put LSU or Ole Miss above Mississippi State. When I don't know who their quarterback is even going to be, right? Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point, but I, I think just to counter that, I just think that that schedule for Ole Miss is going to be so easy. They should be able to get through that. But to your point, what if they don't? Well, I think Ole Miss could be six and one at one point. I think they'll lose to Kentucky. I have Kentucky beating both Mississippi schools this year. I do too. I I think that that's that's kind of whenever things begin for Ole Miss. I think they'll lose to Alabama. Mm-hmm. To Arkansas, to Texas A and M, either to Texas A and M or LSU, and to Mississippi State, and so that's six. That's a seven-five record, I think. I mean, here's the thing with Ole Miss. I mean, Matt Corral he made won that them team three games at least last. He year. made that that offense look even better than it well, was. Matt Corral, they lose to Arkansas, they lose to uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and honestly, they might have lost to Mississippi State. I mean, yeah. Corral was good and in that game. I don't think people give. Uh, this feels strange saying this because people gave him a lot of credit, but I don't think people gave him enough credit because when he got hurt last year and he wasn't the same yeah. in you know, the Auburn game, the, late in the season, their offense wasn't nearly wasn't as nearly potent. As good. Right. And you, know, you can say, well, it's a system. You know, Kiffin's going to have you know, his system and they're going to be able to perform no matter what. Right. I don't agree with that. I, I think that they're going to be able to beat some of these lesser teams early on. Mm-hmm. But if Luke Altmaier is not able to perform or Jackson Dart at the same level or around the same level as, as Matt Corral, 
that team is not the same team not, by any means. I'm not counting Chad Kelly because he was Mr. Irrelevant, right? The last two times a quarterback has gotten drafted out of the state of Mississippi, Eli Manning almost went from 10 wins to four. Yeah. Dak Prescott, State went from nine wins to six. And when you lose an NFL quarterback at these schools, you drop. Well, and you know, a lot you of drop. people have said that he is the. You know, some people said he's the greatest quarterback ever at Ole Miss. People said he's better than Ole Miss exactly. than Eli Manning. Right. So, so for we... saying that, your expectations should not be that this team picks up right where it left Richard off and went the Sugar Bowl. Second in the West. Like, I just can't get behind that. Here's the thing, though. I could see that if 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 their quarterback just, situation works out. Not only that, but all these transfers have to pan out. Yeah, all of them. That's kind of the danger, dangerous thing with these transfers. Mm-hmm. When, when you've shifted away from developing players and they're coming up and you're, you're able to develop guys, right. sit behind guys and learn, to you're shifting to trying to get all these transfers in. Everybody wants to play when they transfer. They're not transferring to Ole Miss to be a role player. They all want to be the guy. Uh, so it's a lot – this, this is an interesting case study. This is going to be, you know, I've talked about Florida's my case study for the opposite thing because I think that Billy Napier is is a program guy. They're my case study for how how they work in this era, and Ole Miss is the same way. They've shifted now. They've they picked up seventeen transfers, like half of their class, over half of their class is transfers. How are they going to put all that together? It could be a genius move. It could be a crash and burn. I don't know. Right. But also, the West, there's such parity behind Alabama. Um, you know, I could see – we've been down on Auburn. That team's talented enough to be second in the West. Yeah. They're talented enough. They're, Texas they A&M, were, they're talented they were one of They were in the blue chip index. Yeah. 54% of their roster is four or five stars. Yes. Yeah, so, the, I mean, I think Brian Harson's going to screw that up. But that team's talented enough to be second. Ole Miss is talented enough to be second. Arkansas, A and M, MSU. I mean, any of those teams you could interchange somewhere, and I would not disagree with you. Two, two through two through seven in the SEC West, it, it can be up for grabs. Mm-hmm. If Auburn were to click, if Calzada were to actually be good, or Finley were to actually be good, whoever wins that job, yeah, you got something there. Yeah, I just don't see it with them, I but. Don't either. Again, though, they're talented enough. Yeah, Let's look at the uh, the All-SEC team. Uh, we'll look at uh, how it panned out versus my ballot here. Bryce Young, I mean, I, they, don't, they don't list it, but he had to be pretty close to unanimous as, uh, as first-team quarterback. Second team was Hendon Hooker. Third team, Will Levis. I had Will Rogers, second team. I just feel like I know the sta- people are going to complain about the system, but 5,000-plus passing yards, which is what I'm going to project for him this year, is that's worthy of of consideration. You know, I think Hooker's going to have a big year. Levis, honestly, if you if I had had to vote for a third team guy, I would have voted for KJ Jefferson. I want I want to know how many votes Will Rogers got. I would be willing to bet that beyond me and Richard Cross, not many. Here's, I just is this going to be a, a thing? Yes. Uh, we're just going to discount everything yes. that Mississippi State does in the offense because it, because uh, it's a unless Will, because that Will's the quarterback Will, Will, Will needs to win nine games. If he wins nine games and throws for five thousand yards, he'll be okay. he'll be like Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's not what I'm upset about. I'm yeah. upset about Jonathan Mingo being second let's, team let's and not Jane Wallace. Right, well, let's do the, the running backs. Uh, 
I didn't consider Marks or Johnson, and as well I shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, Bigsby and Jameer Gibbs, your first team running backs. Second team, Rodriguez and Chris Rodriguez and Devin Ashane. Devon Ashane, I'm sorry, from uh, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Zach Evans, who hasn't done anything yet. Hadn't put it down. But I know he's talented. He'll, he'll, he do, he'll do well in that he system. Should. He'll be Jerry on McIntosh were the third team guys. I voted first team Bigsby and McIntosh, which is basically me voting Georgia running back. Yeah. Could have been, I don't care what your name is. Georgia By default, back. they're going to have a good run. Same back. thing with that with second team. I voted for Gibbs and Chris Rodriguez. I voted for Alabama tailback. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver, and this is what you just hit on. Uh, first team, Kayshawn Boutte. I think, again, it's probably close to unanimous. Easily, easily the best returning wide receiver in the conference. Yeah. Uh, and then Jermaine Burton, the, the Georgia transfer who's at Alabama. Good player. I voted for Ja'Cory Brooks' first team because I'm voting Alabama wide receiver. And he's the guy I think will be the number one guy there. Mm-hmm. Uh, second team, Cedric Tillman, Tennessee, good player. And then Mingo, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. We'll come back to that in just a second. Third team, Anaya Smith, who was probably would have been second team if not for the arrest news that came out third, or Wednesday at uh, – at SEC Media Days. And, Josh <laughs> and he was, Van- was going to talk at SEC Media yeah, Days. and they couldn't do it. Josh Van, his third team. I had Van on the second team. My first two picks were, uh, as you might guess, Boutte, and then, as I've said, Ja'Cory Brooks. And then I had Josh Van and Jaden Wally was my second team guy. Jonathan Mingo makes zero sense on this, all right? He has 61 catches in his career. Jaden Wally had 55 last year. This and, goes back, and don't tell me that you're, well they're looking at the potential because I can find twenty wide receivers in the SEC that have potential. Yeah, everybody, everybody's got a four star kid that they like. My problem with this is there's they're putting him in there by default because of that system. Mm-hmm. Well, why are we not putting a Mississippi State player in there because of that system? Right, he's going to have Jaden Wally, Wally will catch more passes, more touchdowns, more yards than than Mingo. Their offense, Ole Miss's offense, in the last two years has had. Basically, two wide receivers where the ball goes, mm-hmm. and then everybody else every now and then will get it. But those right. guys is one, you know, one guy, and then maybe like a tight end yeah. or I think Triggs Kenny Yaboa a couple of years ago was like the number two guy, yeah. and the number one guy was uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah, Elijah Moore, was, and then last year it was yeah. Dr. Drummond. Yes. Well, who is the who's the other guy that their other wide receiver? Braylon Sanders. Braylon Sanders. Yeah. That was basically it. It was like two guys. Yeah, they don't spur the ball out. Most of it went. I mean, in an offense that passes the, the ball around a lot, but you're just going like 10 different guys. If a guy puts up 1,000 yards mm-hmm. in that offense, that's got to be notable. We're yeah. not, I mean, I just feel like this is about to be a thing. It, it is a thing. Yeah. Mike Leach has the stigma around it's, him. These guys put up big numbers, I, so we, we're not going to talk about those guys. And I don't have that's an issue fair. with the quarterback play. I don't have so much of an issue because I will say that if you throw the ball 150, 200 more times than anybody else, you yeah. should have more yards than them. Agreed. I, I, that's fine. I don't I'm, have, I'm fine with Will Rogers not being the top but two. how can you look at you know what happened last year with Makai Polk and not say Mississippi State's going to have one all-SEC wide receiver? There's not going to be one guy that catches 80-plus passes this year. Not what you're you're fooling yourself. But when do when do we give those guys credit? Uh, I, I mean, after this year, if you if you don't have if you don't voting at least one, if you're not voting the guy who you think is Mississippi State's primary target in, then you're just being foolish. It's just it's it's kind of it's just wrong. Yeah, I mean these these guys should be should get some credit. I mean we shouldn't just completely dismiss Mississippi State's offense because they pass the ball a lot. We don't do that with a triple option style offense for running backs, do we? I mean, 
I mean, I guess we could. I don't know. I, 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 somebody made a point about that. It may have been you that said, when we look back at Derrick Henry's Heisman year, did anybody say, well, he just ran the ball more than anybody else? No. He was the best player. Yeah. So, you know, it, just because you throw it 700 times doesn't mean you're going to just, by law, get 75% completion. Right. Rodgers is a good quarterback. He well, and to me, that should be celebrated more yeah. to throw the ball as much as he has. And to be accurate. And, and and it goes back to, well, he's only throwing the ball five yards on the field. Well, that's uh, not true, first of all. And secondly, like you always say, I mean, you st- you don't just get the completion. <laughs> they still have to catch the ball. You still have to throw it to the guy. I just I don't think that's a, that's a fair concept to just dismiss Mississippi State offensively because they play in this offense. I agree. Um, the only other uh, MSU player I voted for on the offense, I had LaQuinston Sharp as my second team center. He didn't make the list though. Center's Another like, guy that's just being snubbed. Yeah, I, Ricky Stromberg. I don't I don't disagree with that. I had Cedric Van Pran from Georgia as my first team guy, and then Cooper Mays from uh, from Tennessee. Good players. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get too. Uh, too overly, uh, uh, you know, worked up about that. Here's the good thing I think for Mississippi State is these these guys read all that stuff. They they see it, and I, yeah. I think that's going to fuel I this agree. team. Defensively, not only one player makes the list, and that's Emmanuel Forbes on the second team. I had him second team as well. They uh, missed him last year preseason, so at least they got him in. At least they year. got him in. Uh, my uh, my first team secondary was uh, Ricks Eli Ricks from Alabama. Uh, Cam Smith from South Carolina, Keely Ringo from Georgia, and Jalen Catalan from Arkansas. Uh, my second team guys, Forbes, uh, Chris Smith from Georgia, uh, Jordan Battle from uh, from Alabama, and who's my last guy there? Otis, I put Otis Reese from Ole Miss. I think he's a, he's a difference maker. He is. He's good. Um, I know that Richard said he put Jaden Crumity and uh, Jet Johnson on his All-SEC teams. I didn't put either one of those on there. The other snub for me is Tulu Griffin, not on as the return specialist. People just do not respect, for whatever reason, I, them. I wonder I if somebody said this on your board. The fact that they put him in as, uh, I can never pronounce his first name, Lidietric, Lidietric, instead of Tulu. I wonder if that hurt him. Well, is his name Lidietric on, um, on Hell State? I'm not sure if it's not, but that's what it was on the ballot. Okay. So. Yeah. And just to give you guys a, a clue about the ballot, I know some of you were asking on, on Gene's page and at, uh, on 24-7, and uh, sorry, <laughs> didn't mean to rile you up, uh, and on, on some other message boards. The way these ballots work is they, they, it's not ever a write-in. We're not allowed to write names in. They give you a, a selection of names, and they only put the guys on there that, are, are start, that as of today you know are locked in as starters. So at quarterback – even if I had wanted to, I couldn't vote for Luke Altmeyer or Jackson Dart. I couldn't vote for Jaden Daniels or Miles Brennan down at LSU. I couldn't vote for Haynes really? King. Yeah, I didn't know they did that. You only they the only quarterbacks that are on the ballot, if I remember correctly, were Bryce Young, Will Rogers, KJ Jefferson, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson was on there. Mike Wright from Vanderbilt was on there. Spencer Rattler was on there. And I think that's it. I kind of like that because, well, yeah, because you, that way you don't have somebody just voting for their team's quarterback, you know, whoever. And also, I mean, if those guys have not been good enough to win the job, yeah, yet, why, my, why you would can't they be say all, they're exactly. top? You can't top tell me that Jackson Dart's going to be your your preseason All ACC guy when he hasn't even won the job yet. Yeah. So, that's what, how that what do works. you think about this Will Levis hype? 
I mean, I, I, I'm kind of. I know he's got the tools. Yeah, he's that, got, that's he's my. Got the, he's got the physique, but I gotta see him do it. That's that's like, my thing. Like I think he's going to yeah. do it. Yeah, I th- I think well, he's I mean, gonna be much better than he was last year, but he hasn't proven anything. Statistically, yet. he won't be better than fourth or fifth best in the conference. Yeah, he won't. Yeah. Well, that's not really the offense that they run. Right. That for him to. So it's, he'll it's, put up twenty eight hundred yards. It's gonna be about efficiency, like what's his completion percentage, you know, things like that. Like I, like I'm one of those, like I project him to be to be pretty good. Like I've projected them to to beat Mississippi State just because I'm just giving them the edge because it's at Kentucky right now. But like I, I cannot go full throttle on Will Levis right now. Mm-hmm. I just oh, it's kinda, I can't. I can't either. I'm the same thing with Spencer Rattler in South I Carolina. Have, I would have Levis. Fifth in the conference right now, as far as quarterbacks go, and I think that's fair because he. I mean, last year he was just okay. His numbers yeah. weren't good. I would go Young, Rogers, Jefferson, Hooker, Levis. We've definitely seen way more from KJ Jefferson. Mm-hmm. More from Hendon. Hooker. I think Hendon Hooker's got the edge on him. I wasn't just blown away by Hendon Hooker, but I'd, he's really I would, good. I would definitely put him ahead of Levis right now, and I put Will Rogers ahead of Levis right now. Yeah, for sure. I think and, we're on the same page, probably fifth or sixth. And then from a talent perspective, I mean, Anthony Richardson is as talented as anybody in the conference, but i got to see him do stuff. A lot of potential from like, him. Yeah, gotta, he's, like, he's a tank with a cannon for an arm. He, he, he could be like a little mini Cam Newton back there. Yeah. But we'll see. we got to see that first, though. So. so another year of no respect for Mississippi State, as I pointed out, and I know a lot of you guys had the some Rodney fun. The Rodney Dangerfield. A lot of you guys had some fun when I said that Barrett Sully wrote this. was like, he's the one underrating him. You're not wrong. Uh, but... <laughs> Year in, year out, Mississippi State is the most undervalued team at SEC Media Days. Surprisingly, the most overvalued team, maybe not surprisingly, but ironically, it's Auburn. Yes. Auburn is year in, year out, most overrated team. This year, they can't be overrated. They're picked dead last. I don't think anybody has faith in Brian Orson. Like no. that, like Although I liked what he had to say, where you sort of took it to him. It was like they, they investigated me. They didn't find anything. We're going to move forward. Like I like hearing that. Which I think, you know, the people deserve that. I agree. I agree. So. Another year for no respect for Mississippi State. My guess is, predicted six, they will. I think they'll finish better. Than that. Did Bear Sally write an article about Mississippi State? He wrote last an article. Year? No, he. It was a couple years ago. He wrote an article where he looked at the media day predictions and said, "Who's the most overrated annually? Who's the most overrated?" The state was helped a lot in fourteen. Yeah, they finished second after being predicted sixth. I would like to see that because I, the other day I was trying to look back at some of those, and it's hard to find. It's on. It, just search. I mean, if you, I bet if you tweet at him, he could. He would. Yeah, it's it's hard to find past preseason yeah. media day articles. Yeah, I mean, he should update it. He should, that's something he should update every year. I yeah. Think. So, all right, let's move on into the second half of the show, and we'll get into the countdown. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. They would have been proud of me on Saturday. Grilled up a couple. So it was the last weekend for my girls, right before school starts. It starts next week. And, uh, How crazy is that? Well, Starbucks uh, going to a, a like a year round thing. Now. Yeah. So yeah, pretty course. wild. I don't. I, I'll let you know after this year how I feel about it. Like, because I mean, I don't like them starting this early. I really don't. It's too hot. It's too hot to have them trapped up in school. Yeah. But at the same time, think about that that air conditioning bill too. It's not great. Yeah. But at the same time, two fall, two week fall break, you know, two week spring break. I think the kids will like that. But regardless of that, so it was their last weekend. I decided to like I treat them, got them a couple of each a, a fillet, did some twice baked potatoes, grilled out on the on, cooked them on the Weber kettle last night. Fantastic, steaks looked great. Was really really pleased. And that's your daughters was, like a good steak because you know they some only, they only like fillet. They 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 really they really make me. I was work. gonna say like sometimes like 
you know, my daughter can be picky about stuff. Yeah. And I know, like, ladies in general sometimes, like, my wife, my sisters, and yeah. stuff, like, they can be picky about things. Well, well, but that, you're picky, too. I'm picky, too. I've also got them, like, I cooked those steaks medium. Yeah. And they ate it, and I was like, nice. Good. good. You know, we got them going the right direction. I remember the first time she, like, it was like, that's a little red. I was like, it's okay. You can eat meat. That's like, good that's for how you. That's how you're supposed to eat it. It's good for so you. She's good. She's good. So, anyway, I say all that to say it could be you. Just go to the grocery store, go to your butcher, and ha- uh, hit them up for some beef. So many great cuts, so many great choices. I think I, I haven't done a tri-tip in a while. I might be doing one of those next weekend or, or pretty soon. I need I need to get back on those. That's, that's a good cut of meat. It's easy to grill, and it's delicious. Why it is good. So, whatever you're doing this summer, remember that nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Robbie and I have already said we're going to Two Brothers this week, although he went on Friday without me. Again. I mean, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to call me. It was I was I was invited to this by another person. They don't like me. Well, it was a me and him thing. It's just fine. It's fine. Look, next time I go to Two Brothers, I might let you tag along. I oh. saw I saw Brandon Walker in there. Brandon Walker. I saw Bart and Charlie in there. Everybody's there but me. I saw Chris Lamonis in there. Everybody's there but me. See, it's not fair. It was something. Well, anyway. I'm just telling you this. Everybody's going to Two Brothers is what we're saying, except, except for Brian the other day, but everybody a, goes to Two Brothers. A friend of mine pointed this out. She told me, now's the time to go to Two Brothers, because in a month or so, when football gets up, oh boy, that's a tough ticket. Yes. It's tough to get in. You're going to be waiting in line. I love now's going to Two Brothers to in the summer when there's like nobody there. And now's the time. So head over to Two Brothers, get some great food there in the heart of the Cotton District. Great products, great service is what everybody promises. Advantage Business Systems delivers on that promise. And I'll tell you how I know. It's because they've been in business for 47 years. Nobody stays around that long without taking care of their customers. So when you need new technology, when you need copiers, printers, computers, software, whatever it is, you head to Advantage Business Systems to make that purchase. And then that purchase is backed up by the best kind of customer service, the kind that you get when you're dealing with your neighbors, which is what they are. They're a Mississippi business just like you. 601-362-9192, or you can visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, let's jump into the countdown. Two really fun games today, Robbie. Games I know that you attended and games that you will I know you uh, enjoyed very much. We go back to the 2000 season for number 34. Mississippi State 17, Auburn 10. Maybe the most dominating defensive performance of the Joe Lee Dunn era. Took on an Auburn team that came in with Rudy Johnson leading the conference and receiving and Jason Campbell under center and just a, a really good Auburn football team and just slapped them right in the mouth for four quarters. So they didn't have to do much offensively in this game. They, they, they scored 17 points. Auburn's points came late. It was a shutout at the half. Uh, a great Fred Smoot quote from this game when Ronnie Daniels said he'd be having his breakout game. Fred Smoot replied, it must have been a rash he broke out with. Love this game. Unfortunately, this was sort of the last great defensive performance of the Joe Lee Dunn era. After this game, they would go down to play LSU, and it was just really never the same defensively for Mississippi State. But in this game, this in this this two-week stretch, you know, the Florida game, as you can imagine, a little higher up the countdown, Mississippi State was the best team in the country for two weeks. This was, this was the, the pinnacle. Yeah, that defense, I, I just remember that day, it was just... Just a stifling defensive yeah. ball game. Yeah. And um, I was looking at the depth chart for Auburn. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in this game. There's a lot of NFL guys. Jason Campbell, mm-hmm. Ronnie Brown. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Ronnie Daniels. Yeah. Rudy Johnson yeah. was on this team. Yeah. This is one year at Auburn. Um, Cole Kublick was on that offensive line. Yeah. I, I've heard him talk about this game before. You yeah, know, I mean, he's I mean he had a, that was a tough day. Punched him in the mouth. That was a tough day. Yeah. Traverius Robinson was on this team. Good player. Defensive back. Mm-hmm. Uh the Dontarius Thomas was yeah. on this team. Yeah. That was a good Auburn team. Mm-hmm. They, won the State just they won the West. Th- there were games where that year where State just absolutely suffocated teams. Yeah. I mean, the, the Florida game that year mm-hmm. was like that. Mm-hmm. There, there were some games where, I mean, Alabama was like that. Davis Wade was just a was just a dungeon a fortress. Yeah. And the defense was just in your face, just the entire ball game. Those, those were some fun teams to watch. Ninety eight to two thousand. Mm-hmm. Those three teams were just some of the most exciting teams to watch. You knew that if you could score 21, you probably won the game. Yeah. The offense, you know, a lot of people remember that team fondly. The offense was just okay. In 2000, it was I mean, much better in 2000 than it was in it was, it was. It was much better in 2009. For whatever reason, in 99, for the first time ever in Jackie's tenure, they just couldn't run the ball. Yeah. They couldn't. The next year with Desenzo and Dante, Dante Walker, Walker, they were really good at running the football. Dante Walker was really good that year. I mean, I know oh, people fantastic. say oh, some bad things I about him. I thought he was going to be a Heisman Trophy winner. I, so I remember being more excited because he was a year behind Desenzo, right? Yes. I, I remember being – I was like, we get Dante Walker for one more year. Yeah. Like, I was so yeah, pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember Just that didn't work that. out. But that year, that that duo was mm-hmm. just unbelievable. They were great. They were great. And don't forget Justin Griffith was in that back. That's right. Too. Great That's player. right. Uh, they recruited another running back. So I'll never forget that class. The class of 98, three running backs. Desenzo Miller, Justin Griffith. The third guy was Pick Brather. Yeah. They moved him to defense. Worked out. He could have. E- he played running back, too, when he first got yeah, here. 98 he did, yeah. But he could have easily played either side of the ball. Yeah. Great In the point. SEC, that I, I just don't think people understand how great an athlete Pick Prather was. Yeah. yeah. The people that watched him that were cognizant during that time, know. you know. Yeah. But that dude was an incredible. He was a uh, Playboy All American. That's right. They had they Back had when that was a thing. They actually had a play that Playboy magazine yeah. in the archives at the Bryan Building. I had to do some uh, research one day. I wasn't reading the articles. Problem. Hope your mom's not listening. <laughs> All right, uh, so that's number thirty-four. Uh, number thirty-three. Today's game. You mentioned earlier that, you know, only a few exciting wins in the crew era. You found the second one? This is one of them. MSU 38, Florida 31 from 2004. This is a game, I was at this game. This game started with maybe 35,000 people in the stands. Yeah. The stadium was packed at the end of the game, and nowadays probably another 50,000 people would tell you they were there. This is maybe the most improbable win in Mississippi State history. They had no business winning this game. They had lost earlier in the year to Maine. They had lost to UAB. They had gotten destroyed by Auburn and LSU. Florida was, I mean, Ron Zook's not a good coach, but they should have won this game by five touchdowns. That's how much better they were than Mississippi State. And instead, Jarius Norwood and Omar Connor carried the team to a one of the most incredible upset wins in, in school history. That game was it, it kind of showed you how good Omar Connor could be, mm-hmm. and then Jarius Norwood was just incredible just in that beast. ball game. You, I've you, said it, I've said it many times, and I still believe it. That if you switch schools for Reggie Bush and Jarius Norwood, that Jarius Norwood would have won a Heisman Trophy if he had gone to USC. Incredible. 
and then that team and played with those kind of players, he would have easily won the Heisman Trophy. I just hate that he played on those teams. He I mean, got, it's he just got, he got screwed. But you said you said earlier I, you knew I was at both of these games. I was not at this game. Okay, I'm gonna tell you why I was not at this game. I was so disgusted with what happened in the main game. I gave these tickets away. Oh, so didn't even sell them. I gave them away. I said I walked out of there. I said I'm not going back to another game. I'm done. They lost oh. to Maine. Done. That's my that, rule. That's my line. That's the first time that I had ever just given up. Like I, I had season tickets from the from '98 to 2004, and I had given up. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like, I, I can't take it. Cannot so, take it anymore. I wasn't supposed to go to this game. I was scheduled to work because I was just like, I don't really want to go. And it was just one of those days where you know we used to sell they used to sell pizzas at the stadium. Yes, I and, remember. But those sta- pizzas were made in the restaurant. The little personal pan. Yeah, yeah. You make them at Papa John's, and they drove them over. Yeah. So we got done stretching out everything and having it ready like at 9 in the morning. So I just was like, well, nobody else here is an image. For whatever reason, nobody else was a big state fan that I worked with. I was the only one. I was like, they were going to send somebody home. I was like, well, I'll actually go to the game. Why don't you send me home? So I was like, okay. So I went and called my friends. I was like, hey, I'm coming. I had a ticket. I was like, I'm coming. Did you not have like a vendor pass where you could just go in? I probably could have, but I actually, I, I was a season ticket holder back then. Yeah. And so I went to the game, and the rest is history. And just what's funny about this is look at when you look at the last like five games of that season, right? So State beats Florida. The next week they pounded Kentucky. That's mm-hmm. a bad Kentucky team, but State beat them up. They played tough against Alabama, but that Alabama team was pretty good, and and State couldn't win. They should have beaten Arkansas. Remember that was the game where they held State's players down at the goal line, and the the clock kept running, and State couldn't get score. They should have won that game. They should have been three and one in that four game stretch. But then they threw up one of the biggest stinkers of all time in that egg bowl. Yeah. It was just awful. One of the worst games of the Croom era. So Yeah, the the O four and the O six egg bowls were not great. I mean the O six season is one of the most painful seasons in Mississippi yeah. history. That, I mean they still score. had a chance to tie the game in that egg bowl in O six. They did. They did, and just it couldn't make the field goal. So anyway. That game though, Jarius Norwood with the late touchdown. To seal it up, this was also the game where like Titus Brown sort of like made, started making his mark, and then next thing you know, he's one of state's best defensive players of the decade. Um, that, but what happened in that game was what's happened anytime Mississippi State's gotten a big win against somebody that they are not projected to beat. Yeah, they came out early and kind of established yeah. things. You know, like Omar like drove them down the field. They got, they got points early. Yeah, yeah, and that's what you got to do in a game like this if you want to pull off an upset. You got to get those those early scores points. early. You got to punch them in the mouth first. The states had a lot of success against Florida at home. Yeah, well, state when they lost to them in '09, that was their first loss in the last three. Now they've been a spread out over. You know, they beat them in '92, and then they beat them in 2000, and they beat them in '04. And that '09 team was SEC's champion champions, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, they're the defending, uh, defending national champion. And they had, you know, Tebow. Tebow. I mean, yeah. they, their team was stacked. And State oh, yeah. gave them a good run that yeah, yeah. year. Thanks with two pick six. If, if State replaced that that schedule with, like, Tulane and and somebody else has had Georgia Tech and, yeah. and Houston. Oh, they play, yeah, yeah. That's a seven-win team. They win seven games, yeah. easily. That was the toughest schedule in the country. They played two really good non-conference teams, Georgia Tech and Houston. Yeah. They played Florida. Mm-hmm. They had Alabama. Mm-hmm. But the the cool thing about that is like all those games were at home, yeah. so like the atmosphere was awesome. Was, it was 
that was a really fun year to go five and seven. Yeah. All right. Uh, tomorrow's show, we will. We've got two SEC previews to do. We got to do Alabama, and I think we still got to do Tennessee. So we'll do we'll do the third Saturday in October tomorrow. Uh, we'll see if we got any baseball or anything recruiting. Uh, we got to catch up on opponent previews. We've got Alabama and Kentucky this week, so we'll do those. Um, and then as it comes, we'll, we'll talk about it. So, all right, guys. Have a great Monday. Back with you very, very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.